Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. And exciting news, <gasps> this might be our 200th episode. Yay! We're not exactly sure. Oh, my gosh. Do you have a confetti cannon? T-shirt no. cannon. No. no one's here. It doesn't matter. But I don't really think it is because there's that one episode that was on the podcast apps and on Spotify and stuff, and then it went away, that one first episode. Oh, yeah, the mysterious lost episode. Lost episode. So this is probably 201, but it's okay. We're going to celebrate anyways. And thank you to Grace. Who notified us. Incredible Grace, who has done our website and has started her own podcast. Yes. In direct competition. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 I started her own podcast because she's super smart and funny. Yes. Spooky Kid Podcast. And told us that this is our 200th episode. She's a true friend. Thank you. Because we did not know. We don't pay attention to things like that. So this episode is called The East Lake Conspiracy. Conspiracy. I was hooked from the title. Conspiracy? Conspiracy. I was doing like a... Oh, I thought it was going to be more like an editing thing where Adam could pick the one that sounded best. No, no. Season 29, episode 12, it aired... Thursday, it was a Thursday night episode because Friday night was about Princess Diana, which... Who? (laughs) Never heard of her. No, I'm sure it was good. I don't quite know what it was about, if it was about new information about her life or if it was more like just because of the popularity of the crown because they seem to be saying... Is it Diana time in the crown? I don't know. Do you watch the crown? I don't either. Should we watch that? I feel like we would like it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it's really good. So this aired on Thursday, December 17th, 2020. It was originally supposed to air during the longest ever election in the worst year of our Lord, 2020. But it was preempted by the news. So it's hosted by the beautiful Andrea Canning. Truly beautiful. Yeah. The whole episode. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So we're in East Lake, Ohio, which is a suburb. You never hear about murders, except you will, because that's what the show is about. It is takes place in 2011. Starts with a phone call to 911. This guy says, I was approached at the captain's club to murder someone for $50,000. So I'm going to need somebody out here. <laughs> that was my favorite that was the best. The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need somebody to come out here. I'm going to need somebody to come out here. The 911 dispatcher, so bored. Okay, what's your name? <laughs> like He's heard it every day. How many times have you heard that? Do you feel like we can put disinterested dispatcher on the extreme bingo cards? Yes, I totally do. I totally do. And I get that part of their job is to not sound hysterical, which is why we could never do it. Because I'd be like, are you kidding me? What? Seriously? Yeah. What happened? Like, Can you hold on a second? I need to make a call. Guess who <laughs> I'm talking to? You're not going to believe. I'm just kidding. I'd be like, tell me the details immediately. I don't think they have to sound stressed, but I don't think they need to sound bored. Bored. Yeah. Right? I think calm comes across as bored sometimes for the 911 operators. Maybe they are bored. I'm sure they hear a lot of crazy stuff. Also, the 911 dispatcher sounded really young. And I don't know, I might be being ageist when I say this. If I'm calling 911, I need to speak to somebody that's maybe over 35. Right. You say, excuse me, can I talk to your manager? Can I talk to your mom? Is your mom, is your dad there? Is your dad there? Can I? Yeah. (laughs) So the caller says, 
Patrick Sabo. He's a former Army Ranger, and he knew the chief of police and the 911 operator knew who he was because apparently he's been involved in a couple of minor incidences, so they knew him. And he says the father of one of his high school friends approached him. Okay, so he was 100? When we see Pat Sabo, he's in his late 50s? I would say 40, late 40s. It still struck me that I was like, wait, the friend, the father of one of your kids' high school friends? No, one of his high school friends. I couldn't understand. I was like, an elderly man approached you then. Like maybe somebody in his 80s or 90s has approached you. Yes. That just shocked me and is soliciting for murder. That sounds, I was like, that's- It's odd. Old. Okay. I mean, old people have murder needs too, Katie. Let's not be ageist. I, I'm being so ageist this episode. I'm, oh, I'm apologizing to everyone. I've insulted young people and old people. So Andrea says, this is the land of soccer moms, not murder, which she does twice, actually, in the episode. She's obsessed with the soccer moms. So the police trust that Pat isn't lying, even though they just two seconds earlier said that he was involved in several instances with the police. And so they knew him by name. But they don't think he's a liar. He's just a petty criminal. So- Okay. Mm. Truthfulness is important. And Pat says the last name of the guy is Zambori. Just lots of names here. So the police don't know if it's a joke or not, but they want to take it seriously. So Detective Bowersock, another name that I was so just utter every name I don't know how to spell. It's like Jack Bauer, but with a sock. But they all sound a little bit like names that when you're looking at objects... Zombiori. Zombiori. Or when you're Kaiser Bau- Sozang yourself. Right. My name is Anastasia Bowerstock. Bowerstock. I thought it was sock. It's sock. It's S O C K. It sounds like you're putting words together. Bowerstock would actually sound better to me. It's fancier somehow. Yeah. Bowerstock. I could see that as fancy. Bowerstock name. residence. This is Anastasia speaking. <laughs> Why is it always Anastasia? <laughs> Oh, no. So sorry. <laughs> so he meets with Pat, the detective Bowerstock meets with Pat, and Pat says the subject who's to be killed lives in Atlanta, but he doesn't have his name. He just has a photo and address. And Bowerstock says, and he's paying for the travel expenses. And I was thinking, well, I should hope so. What kind of person hires a hitman and then makes the hitman pay for their own plane tickets? That's BS. You get all included. But food and beverages, too. He was, like, very concerned that he that this hitman was going to be properly reimbursed for any expenses as long as he saved his receipts. Tell me, Pat, did he mention a stipend? Do you get, like, a, a food allowance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you have to tip the taxi driver. Is that included? Gratuities, is that included in that? So Andrea sits down with Pat and says, "We're and Pat's like uh, muscly kind of with tattoos, looks kind of like a stereotypical kind of bike rider kind of guy. So yeah, he's, Andrea says, were you scared to tell the police? And he just says, oh, oh, oh my. I fear no man on this earth, no woman, no creature, which is my new life motto, except it's not true because I fear everything and everyone. And 
I did want to ask Pat, nothing, not crocodiles. You're not scared of crocodiles because they're dinosaurs that will tear you apart. I'm scared of every crocodiles. I'm scared of spiders. I'm scared of some of the women on Real Housewives. I am scared of a lot of things and a lot of people. Does Pat have that tattooed somewhere on his body? No, I fear no man on this earth. And then I feel like, was he, did he feel like he was being sexist? So then he added the no woman and then he felt like he was being personist. So he said no creature too. I honestly felt like that was a well-rehearsed line. I think so too. I feel like he has said that multiple times and it might be a tattoo on his body, but maybe in a different language. Isn't No Fear a logo for a skateboarding company? I feel like he had a bazillion No Fear gear when that was happening. Do you think he has a No Regrets tattoo? I'm unsure. I'm unsure. He's not that tattooed. It's hard. He has like one slit. Mm. No, it, but it's on his knuckles too. Yeah, so it was, but it wasn't both full arms, was it? We couldn't see under his shirt. I don't know what was going on under there. Just the No Fear logo right here? like how. It but he wouldn't be. show me. <laughs> I am. Believe me, I asked. You you find Pat? He's, no. You have amorous? Okay. No, 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 I don't. That's good. No, it was a very it was a very interesting line, and I want to know Andrea's reaction. But we get a quick cut, so I would really like to know what she said. Did she I laugh? I feel like it was a manky smirk type thing that she a stifled laugh, or a stifled smirk, like a smile out of one side of her mouth. And in her head with the thought bubble, she's going, okay. No, in the thought bubble, she's saying, try having six kids, my friend. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Oh, my goodness. No, I think that means you have no fear anymore. No, you're just, no. You're, oh, you're like, nothing can you. face me. Nothing. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. She's good. Pat is not scared of anything or anyone. He's a colorful character. Oh, yes. But when he hands over the photo and address, the police believe him. So they move fast because somebody's life is on the line. So they run a background check on the address, and that's how they find out who lives in the house, which is David Metter, and he's the target. He's a successful businessman with his new wife, Lonnie. It was a second marriage for both, which already I immediately went, okay, I know what's happening here. Uh-huh. I see. They have a ton of kids combined betwixt them. They each had children. And Andrea says to Lonnie, who seems lovely, we're both in the six children club. (laughs) To which was my OMG moment, because even though we've been doing this a really long time, I don't think it clicked with me that she has six children. Andrea? Yeah. I tell you all the time. I know you do, but I think for some reason hearing her say it, it really like landed. Six is a lot. She has a full-time job and six children. She has two full-time jobs. She writes Lifetime movies. Oh, you're right. Several a year. This Christmas season, she had two Lifetime movies on. Kimberly. We are lazy. We are we slacking. We failed at something or many things. Yeah. You I don't know what to say. About six cats, though. And they're a full-time job, though. It's not, though. See, I wish I could use that as an excuse. It's not a good excuse. Maybe if two were ailing... Like that could count. Yeah. They're all fine right now. If you follow Andrea on Instagram, she's actually quite active in her children's lives. She films them all like every day. I don't know if she has help or anything. She's with them all the time, bath time, feeding time. I don't understand it. She's a superwoman. I hope she has help just for herself. Oh, I really, yeah, she needs. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't understand. And her husband's away at sea and stuff. I don't understand. How would you even take a shower? No, I don't think you ever. I think once you're a parent to even one child, you give up going to the bathroom with the door closed for the rest of the next 18 years. Oh, absolutely. No, I have a five-year-old here right now. And it's, yeah. no, I mean, she's already, she's been here 48 hours and has walked in on me multiple <laughs> times. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So anyways, that Lonnie and David met at a work event in Vegas, mm-hmm. but it did not stay in Vegas. And Andrea says, you must have found him handsome. And Lonnie says something that was so odd. Katie's giving me a look too. She says, oh, yes, super handsome. I wasn't sure if I could talk about that. I didn't. She seems very nervous. And I didn't because it's Dateline. She didn't think she could talk about that. Because it's supposed to be a serious crime show, or maybe she's not familiar that in the first part of Dateline, they like to get you to really like the characters and know who they are. Why do you think she said that? What was your first reaction? Did you really think it was one of those things? Or did you think maybe it, it seemed like almost that Andrea had asked her, "Do you did you think he was super sexy? It's almost like she answers in a way that wasn't the actual question. It seems like it's more about like, yeah, I want to jump his bones. You know, that's like the answer that you don't know if you can say on Dateline, not I just found him attractive. Right, right, right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like it's not PG or not. It's Yeah, it seemed like that she was worried about being a little like, Is she very religious or something? Even religious people are allowed to find their spouses handsome. Absolutely. Like that you were attracted to him right away. Why couldn't you say that? So I think maybe she's unbelievably religious and we get a hint of it in a second. But I think that's got to be it. But it is such a weird, it's a reaction that I would expect it to be like, did you go home with him on the first date? And she would be like, I don't know if I could talk about that. Right. Or Dennis would act, ask if there were relations on the first night or something. And, and you'd say, Dennis, relations, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> how dare you, sir? Slap him across the face. Doesn't it, doesn't it seem a little bit like that was kind of, she was like too timid to say like. I can definitely see that. Yeah. But no one's judging you, Lonnie. Not at all. You can think he's attractive. Was it because he wasn't fully divorced yet? He was still going through it. That could be it, maybe. I don't know. And she's divorced. Yeah, that's true. They were friends for a bit. They lived in different parts of the country, and David was going through this messy divorce and a custody arrangement with his ex. Early in the friendship, Lonnie even encouraged him to try again in his relationship. So that's interesting. So something, there's an overlap here that she's uncomfortable with. She doesn't want to give the implication that there was any cheating going on and that he gave his relationship the full chance to survive before he pursued anything with her. She is going the extra mile to make sure everyone knows she was not the other woman. That's for sure. And Lonnie, we weren't even thinking it. Yeah, it's sort of bizarre. But it was in Vegas, and you hear about Vegas, so I feel like maybe there's... This, but it was a work conference thing. It's not like she was on a bachelorette party or anything. Not that there's any shame in it. Listen, we are not judging Lonnie, trust us. No, it does, but it's very funny that she's, like, trying... She's really pushing making it not salacious. She's really trying to, like... Mm-hmm. So, and nobody thinks that, girl. Like, we only think it because you're going so far to make it seem not like that. 
I hate to say it, more salacious is the fact that her name is Lonnie, which to me is a salacious sounding name. It definitely is. But it's real cute too. But cute. Lonnie's such a cute name. I I think you're probably going to be pretty if your name is Lonnie. Lonnie or Lottie. I love both names. You're going to be cute with both names. Sorry, what is Lonnie short for? Eleanor? Yeah, maybe. Lottie is Loretta. So what's Lonnie? I don't know. It's a great question. Lorena? Okay, I'll think about it. Mm. So on their first date, they went to church. There we go. There we go. I forget. Yeah, you're right. Ding, ding. Yeah. So all the kids went with him to pick out the ring when he proposed to Lonnie. And it has six little stones around the center, one for each kid, which I thought was very sweet. Wow. Katie does not find that sweet. I do. I, the kids are very involved. So this was very much uh, Lonnie made sure. See, and I thought I would be jaded and roll my eyes, but I actually wasn't. I thought it was sweet. And you're being jaded and rolling your eyes. But you were very jaded about the little child dressed up as a bride. That's different to me because that is, that's, I have, ma- I do have massive issues with that. Yeah. Okay. The ring is sweet. It's very Brady Bunch. Yes. Yes. Very sweet. I, sorry, I'm not rolling my eyes. It's extremely wholesome. It's like the it, not, nothing about this could be any less wholesome. Yes. No, I agree 100%. If anyone wants to hear why I have a problem with the miniature brides, we'll go into maybe on our Patreon, YouTube. I'll talk about it. Is it because I wanted you to also dress like a bride at, at your wedding? wedding. <laughs> I would have been absolutely fine with that. You were like, Kimberly, no, the maid of honor always dresses like a bride. You don't know that? You just haven't been to a traditional, what is Oliver? Orthodox, whatever. Oh, Ukrainian Orthodox, yeah. Uh, Ukrainian Orthodox wedding, Kimberly. This is what they do. Uh, I should have done that. And I wouldn't have even Googled it. I would have trusted you. I would it would have, have, it would have been the best joke ever. Yeah. Oh, why didn't I do that? Oh, <laughs> regrets, regrets. Okay. <laughs> So they move in together in Georgia, and David got custody of, I believe, two of his kids, but not the oldest two. He had four. So David flew back to see the other two as much as possible. And at this point, Lonnie starts crying in her interview with Andrea about what a good dad he was. And I immediately thought, oh, my God, he's dead. The police did not stop it. What? What happened? The police... I thought so, too. ...had all the information there. Please tell me they stopped it. They faked us out. I think Dateline, yeah, pulled a fast one on us by way of Lonnie's being very emotional. Big time. Because uh, what I thought had happened is I was like, okay, so this is one of those rare Datelines where maybe somebody doesn't die, right? Because they're catching... We know there's going to be something happening with, like, a hitman. So, but then... I was like, oh my goodness, was there an accident after? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like he he survives a hit being taken out on him, but then he steps in front of a bus by accident. Final destination. Yes. Your time. That's what I was worried about. Okay. You're so right. Mm. So final destination. Isn't that what happens in that movie? Every single one of those movies. I've seen all of them. Yes. Okay. There's like eight. Is there? All right. There's a lot. Pat tells Andrea that I'm not a killer. And if I didn't go to the police, it would have been as bad as if I killed the guy myself, which I liked. I kind of feel the same way. I think that's correct. Don't you? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good job, Pat. Yeah. 
So he says he met with Zambori in this bar as a favor to a high school classmate named Chrissy. And the dad's name is Al Zambori. And Al lived with his daughter, Chrissy. Now, Chrissy and Pat weren't even friends in high school. And when you see Pat, when you see Chrissy, you totally get that they were not friends in high school, at least if they were anything like they are now as adults. Because again, Pat looks like a bicycle guy, not guy, motorcycle guy. Pat was smoking weed and cigarettes. Yes. Behind the stadium. Yes. Just, yeah, from the age of about 13. And Chrissy was the vice president of the Key Club. And oh, for sure. Yeah. I was too. Actually, I think I was president. I'm sorry. You were the vice president of the Key Club? I think I was president for one year. What does the Key Club do? It's a like a high school version of the Kiwanis Club. So it's all about service, community, stuff like that. It looks good on a college resume. I know because that's why I had to join a bunch of clubs. I also started the environmental club and I was the treasurer. I had to arrange it. Wait a minute. You started it, but you weren't the president? No, I co-started it with another girl. She was the president. I was the treasurer. But we were the two co-founders. Wow. You handled the money? I know. There wasn't a lot of money. Let's be real. (laughs) I don't think we had any fundraisers or anything. So I don't know what I did. Sorry. Back to the key club. What did you guys do in the community? Did you go, did you candy stripe? Were you work at a hospital? No, that's, I worked at a retirement community for a little bit. And I volunteered at like one of those Red, Red Cross shops you know, American Discovery shops. Yeah, the cancer shops, yeah. Um, I can't remember what else we did, but I think I just, I don't remember. We had meetings a lot, but I don't know what we discussed at these meetings. I had to lead them, but I really only have memories of leading one. Maybe I was only president for like a month and I got kicked out for something because I have very little memory of it. I very much don't remember having an impact. I think we were all there to put it on our resumes and so no one really cared. Right. You knew that you needed a key club because it was a key to your future. Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I think there was a pancake breakfast at one point. That seems about right. Yeah. Okay. So Pat was the bad boy. Chrissy was not. But they now, after 20 years later, after high school, Chrissy is the divorce mom of four girls. And you're thinking, wait a minute. I know a divorced guy of four girls. Yep. Could this be the same person? Except no, we had already figured that out a long time ago. Dateline. Can't pull the wool over our eyes. So she reached out to Pat on Facebook after 20 years since high school. And Pat said, basically, she was the most annoying Facebook friend he had ever had. He didn't know why she reached out to him out of nowhere. All she wanted to do was complain about her ex And she was on a poor me pity party all the time. And she would go on and on about her ex and how he was abusive and how he was, they were divorcing, but she hated him and all this stuff. And he would give her advice on just get over it. And she would just not take it and just keep complaining. Her ex is David Metter, obviously. There we go. We got there. So Pat was annoyed with her constant complaining and she was a broken record. And he even says, blah, 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 blah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Why are you friends with her? Also, I don't even see Pat as the type of guy who's on Facebook all the time or wanting this sort of gossip, like keeping up with high school people that he barely knew in high school. 
Like, how did the conversation start? Because he said that they would be talking about stuff and then she would eventually go into bashing her ex. But what did you talk about at the first part of the conversation is what I want. Like, how did she open? Oh, you have a Harley Davidson? I used to have a Harley. Or my ex had a heart. Like, how did, what did they have in common? No, they have nothing in common, I don't think. It's very strange. It's very strange. So finally, Pat was so sick of it. And he said, you know what? Just hire a hitman then. (laughs) Which was basically his way of making a joke, but also saying, I'm done talking about this. Just kill him already because I can't listen to this for another second. But the thing is, Pat, unless I'm, and I don't have a Facebook account. But if I have an understanding of it, you don't have to keep talking to someone, right? You can just close your computer and walk away. Am I wrong? Can you not just ignore their comments? That is very strange. Yeah, you definitely can. It's not like Pat is a sycophant for society's rules, like it would be rude to ignore someone. He fears no man and no woman and no creature, but he fears the ghosting of someone on Facebook. Maybe he's just old school and doesn't do that. I mean, good for him if he doesn't. That's true. It is rude and immature. Just tell someone that you're annoyed with them and say, I'm going to move on now. But who in the world does that? No one. I'm tra- I had to Google how to break up with a therapist because I just wanted to ghost them. And I kind of COVID ghosted them for me. So it was fine. Oh, that works. I know it worked out perfectly, but I really need a new one. So now I've got to find a new one. There's always problems. So, but you know where you can get some help in the meantime? That's not even where I was going. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but you are so right that I'm going to skip ahead. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's not a surprise that to anyone that 2020 has been stressful, unless it hasn't been stressful for you, in which case, what? Are you alive? Seriously, what? (laughs) Give us your tips. So BetterHelp can help all of us by offering therapy with a licensed professional therapist in the privacy of your own home. You can start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. Like this woman is driving me insane on Facebook. And she's a real Debbie Downer. I don't know what to do. Text your counselor about your confusion, about society's norms, or maybe you're scared of a crocodile. They can help you with that. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Counselors specialize in all kinds of issues like depression, anxiety, family and relationship problems, sleeping issues. BetterHelp is easy. It's confidential. It's affordable. Again, it's in the privacy of your own home. Fantastic. What are you waiting for? We want you to start living happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. I think we should all make our mental health a priority in 2021 because after 2020, we all need it. So Agreed. Because you know what? We can all use a little better help. Bump. That's exact. You did it. Perfect. Yay. Give them a try, guys. Seriously, no shame in that game. Oh, Check no. Them out. 
Absolutely. You're going to feel better. What's to be shameful about that? So Pat said, you know, just hire a hitman. And he was obviously just joking. Andrea says, you have kind of a off sense of humor. And he says, yeah, a little bit. And so he assumed that Chrissy took it as a joke. But then that night, Chrissy decides to video chat with Pat and says, I want you to meet my dad at a bar. No. And the answer Pat should, and Pat should say, no, no, Chrissy. No, I'm not going to meet your dad. Why am I meeting your dad? Are we going to share? Maybe her dad was an army ranger too. If someone that I hadn't talked to since high school was driving me crazy on Facebook, all of a sudden said, I want you to go hang out with my dad. No, let's say my dad all of a sudden wanted to hang out with a first person that I was friends with on social media without me out of nowhere, I would say, no, thank you, dad. I think you know quite enough of my friends. We're going to pass on that one. Oh, you know, Katie, that's enough. Poor, poor Bob. I'll hang out with you, Bob. He just wants more friends. That's all he wants. I'm not a great friend, but you know, when you can talk to me. At Kimberly's dad, Bob one on Instagram, follow yes. him. He will be your friend. But this whole setup is so weird. Will you meet my dad at a bar for undisclosed reasons? So she doesn't tell him right now? I forgot. She doesn't also, tell no, him? No, no, she doesn't tell him. And also, I don't think her and Pat had even hung out in person at this point. I think they were just talking on Facebook. So what's this all of a sudden okay. jump to meeting in person and it's her dad? So, okay, is she being incredibly rude? Is she reaching out to Pat because she heard through the grapevine that he's had like some petty trouble? We don't know how serious it was, but she's reaching out to him because she needs this job done. Yes, I think 100%. And I think she didn't, she kind of did small talk. Like I knew someone who had a Harley once and you have a Harley or I saw a Harley once in a magazine. It was a Harley Davidson magazine. I went to the Hard Rock Cafe and there was a bicycle on the wall and you have a bicycle. That's it. Bingo, there we go. And then jumped in with, by the way, my husband is a POS and I hate him and blah, blah, blah. And poor Pat was like, I was just, you know, on Facebook to hook up with chicks. I don't know what, I, I don't know, do people, do people hook up with chicks? He was looking at political memes or something. Well, uh, no, I mean, I think a, a lot of people use Facebook as their like main social media. So maybe that's just, you know, how he talks to people and stuff. And maybe he does like to find out what old high school friends are up to. But sure, they weren't even friends. I guess it's maybe she was in the preppy girls clique and he was considered himself more of like the Judd Nelson of Breakfast Club. And she was more the Molly Ringwald. And so he liked looking her up on Facebook to see that she was a divorcing mom of kids and was kind of sad and depressed about her life. And it made him feel better about himself. Is that possible? Don't people do that a lot? Look up how people are doing to see that they're not doing as good as they always brag that they were going to do? Well, yeah, no duh. (laughs) That's like, I feel like that's a sad point in our world that when people, when you just want to feel better of yourself. Because I didn't want any of that. I don't want anyone to see what I'm up to. And I don't really care what other people are up to. Because I know none of our dreams came true. So let's just be real, okay? Well, that's a very sad statement. You didn't become president. You didn't become, you know. Right. Host the Today Show. It's fine. Let's all just move on. But I feel like we're entering 
But I feel like we're entering the phase now. It's like the difference between your 10-year reunion and your 20-year reunion. At the 10-year reunion, everyone's showing off. At the 20-year reunion, everyone's like, are you happy? Right. And they actually mean it. You know what I'm saying? You just want to know that the other people are like doing okay. Yes, you're so right. So yeah, no one may be spectacular, but like, are you hanging in there? Or, mm-hmm. Like, We're all doing the best we can. Yeah, it's the one great thing about time, right? It sort of equals things sometimes. But and I think Pat's at that. I think Pat's- well, Cut no, to George it, Clooney showing up at his reunion every year, looking better and more rich and famous than ever. And it's not, it depends on the personality type too, right? I would hope that that's where people would be in 20 years. But some people, glory days of high school, like cling. I know people, there are people in my family that sort of have this like ideal of high school that I'm like, what are you talking? I just don't understand it. I always heard if you thrived in high school, the rest of your life was not as successful. I'm sure this is a stereotype. And if you struggled in high school, everything else is better. Yeah. What if you don't remember high school that much? Does that just mean you have a tumor? That's probably, what we're, <laughs> that's probably what's happening. That might mean I have to go to a doctor. That's fine. <laughs> so the dad, Al comes up to Pat in the parking lot and he's never met Pat and says, if I could shoot him myself, I'd have killed the son of a bee already. Now- Wow. So I'm sorry, that's in the parking lot. In the parking lot before they go into the captain's club, which is, I believe, a bar slash restaurant type of place. Now, so this family is not careful or subtle at all. It's literally, nice to meet you, Al, shakes hands and then- I'm praying there was a nice to meet you, I'm Pat, because otherwise I'm picturing Al walking up to a dude in the parking lot and saying, if I was a straight shooter, I'd have shot the son of a bee myself already. And then, oh, I'm sorry, is your name not Pat? You're not? No, dude, I'm just here to meet my girlfriend. I'm sorry. Forget that I ever said anything. But wait, that's not the line that he... Well, could you imagine? That's not the line that he launches in with, though, right? I mean, he says some. He says, "I want this guy killed." If I had shoot, no, he just says he walks up to him and says, "If I could shoot straight, I'd have killed the son of a bee myself." Pat, just get in your car, buddy. <laughs> but then he feels like he has to go through with it, right? He feels like he's got to hear him out. He feels. I think he goes into the restaurant out of a curiosity. Of B, course. He says he wants to make sure that what he had said as a joke wasn't actually going to happen and that he had some part in that. So, But I think curiosity probably also played a part in it. But oh, yeah. also, I'd like to point out that the appropriate place to arrange for a hitman is the Olive Garden. Do not yeah. degrade or besmirch captains, the position of captain like that. That's just rude. I feel like this is not really the captain's club. I feel like this is more like the captain's club, like Captain, <laughs> captain it, Crunch. Like, I, you know. Is there, are, are there there peanut shells on the floor? I'm thinking booths, round booths. I'm thinking there's a pirate theme, kind of. Some pirate-y decor. Like two, two pieces of pirate, like maybe a net. Yeah, and maybe a toucan. Parish. that's really old and dusty. And then I feel like all of the top shelf booze is so dusty because no one ever orders it. They only order well drinks and whatever's on tap, which is like three things. Do they play Jimmy Buffett there? 
I am picturing this whole thing in Florida, so it's really hard for me that we're in Ohio. So I... Let us know if you've been there. I tried to look it up online. They're closed right now for COVID, so I couldn't get a good feel. I saw the picture of the outside. It looked like it was in a strip mall. Oh, well, that changes things too. Okay. What's the name of the town? Captain's Club East Lake. I, you're good for looking it up. I should have looked it up before. Sorry. I'm not doing my research. Oh, well, there it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's a circle bar, high tables. They've got some Chris- zero, absolutely zero pirate decor. Hmm. Happy hour, Cleveland. Oh, big boy burger with fries for only $7 after 5 p.m. That's a good deal. Wednesday's Italian pizza night. Pizza topped with pepperoni, salami, and banana pepper rings for $8.95 for a whole pizza? Banana pepper rings? No, thank you. That's exciting. I don't feel like the food is very good. I feel like it's frozen and they just microwave it. It got kind of a high score. This gave the happy hour specials did not get a good score. People do not like the happy hour specials. <laughs> the quality of service got an 8.0 though. And the food quality got an 8.0 and the atmosphere got an 8.5. Wow. We are really, we're off. we are the ones demeaning the captain's position. Rank. They, unfortunately, they don't have a website. Captainsclub.net is no longer in service. It's an error message. So we'll that's never... probably why I had trouble finding it. It kept taking me to Yelp and stuff because they don't have a website. Interesting. Okay. So right away, Al offers Pat money to kill this guy $50,000. And Pat says he was full of hate for David. Actually, he says he had spite, hate, venom, and vitriol because Pat owns a thesaurus. That was good, Pat. That sounded, that flowed nicely. That was great. He said Chrissy would get life insurance when David died and they would pay him the 50K from that amount. And Pat said they picked him because she knew he was a former army ranger, so he could kill somebody. And they knew, Chrissy knew he was hurting for money, which sucks. She was like taking advantage, basically. She really was. That's not cool, Chrissy. So, and maybe she knew he had had some trouble with the law recently. So, but he's also walking with a cane. Does she know he has some, an issue? Well, was he hurt in the line of duty? We don't know. I don't know what his Facebook profile looks like. Probably doesn't have the cane in it. I don't know. Andrea asked the detective, this isn't a hardened thug. This is a soccer mom, which is our second soccer mom reference. I loved it. The detective says we need proof before we can arrest Chrissy and Al. What more proof do you need? Someone is telling you exactly what happened. That surprised me. Well, they need it on tape or something. They need a money exchange to happen. So the really tricky part and my surprise OMG moment of the episode, Al, the dad, is a former police officer. Wow. I was not expecting that. Al. Well, his name is Al Zamboni. No, what's his name? Al Zam. I think it's Zamboni. Kind of like a Zamboni. Al Zambari. Zambari. Al Zambari sounds like he owns a bar. It sounds like he owns something that's Al's blank. Al's rug shop. Al's carpet warehouse. Al's, he owns. People that are named Al love to put their name on things. That is the truth. Yeah. And so it does. It surprised me too that he was a cop. I was not seeing that coming. I think there's an Al's delicatessen here. I'm sure there's many. I'm sure if we looked up Al's right now, we'd have like the list would there's be huge. There's v- Al's vacuum repair. 
Al's Furniture Warehouse. Little Al's. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you think? They are pride. They are proud of their name. Good for them. Yeah, you can call me Al. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. So police need proof and they have to outsmart Al the cop and Chrissy the complainer. That's her superpower. Now, Pat is willing to wear a wire because he's not scared of anything. Nope. So he... First, police call the police near David's house in Georgia and observe David from a distance. They don't want David to know there's a threat against his life because they're worried that Chrissy might find out. So instead, they're just going to watch him and make sure no one kills him. Sounds like a good plan. Okay. So, So then police launch a sting, which I love a sting. There we go. Here we go. With the new hitman. This guy is actually Detective Bowersock playing the hitman who has some mob affiliations. Vincent. <laughs> yes. His name is his name is going to be Vincent. Vinny. Vincent. And anything he does that will make him look like a policeman will ruin the whole thing. So he has to change the way he dresses and the way he talks and everything about it. So Pat Skypes Christy and tells her, listen, I've outsourced the job to another hitman, but he's better, a better hitman. He's better. And Chrissy's fine with it. She has no, like, whoever can do it, just get it done. Literally doesn't care at all. Wait a minute. But first, he messes up. But first, there's a problem with the recording. Come on. Pat forgets to hit record. Patrick, I screamed. Patrick, you were an army ranger, sir. Get your act together. I he guess he doesn't we seem know- too bothered by it. He laughs. Yeah. He laughs. I guess we know the uh, one thing that Pat is afraid of is a record button. Oh, drop the mic. What? No, pick it back up. <laughs> not done. What if I said is- the one thing Pat's scared of actually accomplishing a task? There we go. Boom. What? Drop the mic. I don't think he was afraid of pressing record. He just forgot to do it. I'm making a joke. I it, but it was a, it was weak. I'm trying to make it stronger. We're pump. We're, I'm doing punch up from the <laughs> other side of the mic for you. Real time punch up. We're doing this is live punch up. Yep, <laughs> I like it. It's my new job. Okay. So Andrea, he laughs that he forgot to press record, and Andrea gives him this pitying smile, like. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. And then she looks him dead in the face and she says, oops. That was the most, <laughs> it, it was the most loaded oops. I've, I, I mean, she, it was like, I wouldn't find that funny at all, Pat. No. That's kind of what that's saying. Andrea's got a lot of thought bubbles with Pat. I, I don't know how much they got along. I don't know if he's her kind of guy. I feel like he was, came on too strong and too cocky and two, like, had her, his answers rehearsed, like you said, to sound really tough. Mm-hmm. And she can see right through that. And so she was thinking, oops. Do you think it's also possible he showed up in a tank top? Yes, I do think that's possible. Okay. Yes. So thankfully, Pat and Chrissy talk again the next day. And this time, he remembers to press record. Attaboy. And so, But he has to do that thing, which is so awkward when you have to say, Remember that thing that I talked about yesterday? Oh, yes. Can you just yes. repeat that thing back to me that I said? Remember yesterday you said it? Can you just say it again now for no reason? So he says, that guy that I told you about, he's in. He just wants to talk to you and your dad. 
So they're going to set up another meeting. So Al and Pat Skype, which I was impressed with Al, who is about 80 years old and knows how to Skype. Good for him. So Pat says, Al, this guy's name is Vincent. He's perfect for the job. He's done this sort of thing before. And let me just, he scares the bleep out of me. Actually, he says PP. He says a, a crass word for PP. And he does. It does. It makes it sound legit to say he's done this before and he scares me. So he wants 3000 down, which I thought was super reasonable out of yeah. 50000 3000 yeah. down is seems I feel like it should be at least 5. I feel like it should be 10%. 10%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So the detective wears an a Harley t-shirt, again Harley, and jeans, so he looks more like a hitman to convince Al. So I do love a sting operation and I'm excited that this is happening even though I fully realize I could never participate in one because I would PISS my pants. So Vince, a.k.a. the detective, meets with Al in his car and Vince is recording it. And Al says, this guy divorces my daughter. He took one kid and he wants to take the others. I thought he took two kids. I feel like Al has his facts wrong on this. I think he did only take one. But there were four and there were two left. Sorry, aren't there two like older, like college No. Are they four young kids? I would have liked ages on this. Yeah, I am confused. So Vince keeps trying to give Alan out, like, this is the father of your grandchildren. (laughs) And what makes you think of killing this guy? And Al says, why not? That's the only answer I can give you. Okay, so here's where I have some real problems. We, We have problems later, but there are some real issues here. The main one being no hitman in the history of ever, no legitimate hitman would ever say that. The conversation would be, who is it? What time? Do you have the money? How do you want it done? Goodbye. You never saw me. I agree. Not asking personal questions. Exactly. But on Dateline, the fake hitmen always have to prepare themselves for trial. And trial, the lawyers will say, well, they pressured me into it. So that's why they give them as many outs as possible. So they say, no, I was, you know, they could have walked away at any moment. They kept choosing to pursue this. But I agree, it makes it look really suspicious that this is not actually a hitman and is, in fact, a cop. Also, was Al a terrible cop? When he know that? How is Al not picking up on this? Exactly. How old is Al? We get one picture of him over and over. I think he's 79, they say at one point. Okay. There's ways to do that for court where you, where you, I'm sorry, I don't mean to criticize the cop. He did a good job. But it's a situation, it, it happens again later, even stronger in the episode. Correct. And in a way more obvious way that I, even I was thinking, this is, no, this is. Which really made me go, come on. Come loud. on, guys. I was really not happy because also yeah. all you have to say is, Once we do this, you can't go back. Are you 100% that you want this done? Right. Not, tell me about your relationship with this guy. Why do you want to, aren't you going to feel badly because he's the father of your grandchildren? No, no, Hitman, you're right. Totally cares about the personal details of your life. At all. Was this where your BetterHelp ad was? No, it was earlier. We passed it already. Dang it. Okay. So Vince keeps trying to give him an out. Al's saying, why not? Like, why do you want to kill him? Why not? 
the guy's a scumbag. And Vince says, okay. And Al says, okay, is that it? And then he says, this is rough. Here we go. You've got the money. God bless. Have fun. Wow. There's your episode title. I've seen so many datelines with someone Mm -hmm. hiring a hitman. I've never heard either God brought into it like this. God Mm -hmm. bless. I bless you in your willingness to kill someone for me, going against the Ten Commandments, and have fun. Have a great time with it. Be creative. You know, do it. Just really enjoy the process. Make it It your own. It's almost how clueless Al is that like, oh, Hitman, they love to do this. Right. Do something proud of it. Take some pride in your work. Make it something you can write home to your mom about. Seriously. You know, have a great time. It's really disturbing. Have fun. But you're saying that David is the scumbag? Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure, Al. What does Andrea say? I forget. Did you write it down? She was She's, upset. She was upset. She asked the detective, have you ever heard that? That someone's saying, have fun. The detective's like, nope, it's really cold. So the detective isn't done yet. He still wants Chrissy implicated because he feels like she's the mastermind. So they have Al on tape, but they need Chrissy. But the problem is Chrissy will only meet with this hitman, Vince, after the job is done. So they need to kill, in quotes, David first. So police go to David, but Lonnie says, oh my gosh, he's out of town, which, oh my gosh, weren't there cops watching his every move to make sure he was safe, but he somehow traveled out of town? So did they go to Lonnie's house or did they call her? No, they went to the house. Oh, they went to the house. Okay, because I was a little confused on this. I'm like, do they have a landline? How are they trying to get them at home? I didn't, they didn't make it clear. Okay, all right. I think they went to the house, but they said that they were watching his house. They were having local police watch him. So how did they not know that he got on a plane? Exactly. I mean, how did they know that, that, that Chrissy and Al hadn't hired a second man? to kill him, like two doubled up. He could have been killed by someone else. They are not keeping good dibs on Yeah, David. I really, yeah. So mm-hmm. Lonnie calls David. He's out of town and says, there's a hit out for you. You have to pretend like you're dead. Awkward phone call to make. So now David is sitting down with Andrea. So he's alive. Thank goodness. Dateline and Lonnie's tears really scared us. So she's just crying because she's just a crier. She's like an overwhelmed with emotion kind of person. Yes. Okay. And he was such a great dad and I almost lost him or something. Uh, you know, it was sort of that kind of thing. So he says they always fought about, she always wanted to live near her parents, but he needed to move for his job. So that was one of their first really big fights when they were married. And then he said after they separated, she started accusing him of horrible things. None of it was true. He says that she was the aggressor. He said that during the divorce, he was living on the 10th floor of his apartment building and she called him and she says, your children don't miss you, your children don't need you, and you're worth more to us dead than alive, you should jump. And he's crying talking about it. And Andrea gets a little teary too. It was pretty sad. That's a horrible thing to say. This family, I'm sorry, the Z- the Zambronis. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, like father, like daughter, maybe. Yeah, really bad. 
So he says he only started to fight for the kids, for custody of the kids, because the kids were really struggling being with Lonnie. So he wanted to take them away from her. So police tell him, we need you to take photos of yourself dead by himself. He's out of town. He's in his hotel room. It's hard enough to take a good selfie of yourself, let alone a dead selfie. Those angles are rough. The lighting's rough. You got the double chin. You don't have a selfie stick handy. You don't have a ring light. I was more just impressed that like how decent they looked when he sent them, that he had his eyes open and sort of staring or whatever. I was like, that's not bad. I thought they were not great. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. There we go. I really was expecting them to be not usable. I understand. That's totally valid. But they're not not usable until a few minutes later, and then they become not usable. Right. But first, I want to say that all selfies can be improved with beta brand pants. Oh, true. They are worth getting a selfie stick to get the full body shot. I was going to say, what's it called? A fully? A holy? A head to toey? Head to toey. Love it. Yeah. So Beta Brand yoga pants are perfect for all life situations and all locations, from planning a hit in a captain's club to meeting with said hitman in an empty parking lot. You'll look great through the whole hitman hiring process. Mm-hmm. Beta Brand's customer favorite dress pant yoga pants, which are dress pants that are as comfortable as yoga pants, are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric. They're super comfortable. They don't dig into your skin. You don't need to unbutton anything. You can always breathe in them. And they have tons of styles. They have new styles coming in all the time. Katie, I know your mom is a huge fan of Beta Brand pants. Do you know which ones she likes? Yes, I can tell you which one she's a fan of. She is a fan of the straight leg style. Mm-hmm. But then she also got the skinny leg because she liked the idea. And they actually look great. She didn't think she could pull off like a skinny jean. Mm-hmm. But they look incredible. They're cut so well that they like really do that thing that elongates your leg instead of making them look shorter. They're just really good pants. And the most important thing... She can wear them all day because they're so comfortable. Exactly. She doesn't feel like she needs to come home and put on sweatpants. Does that make sense? So when she goes out for her Costco runs that she's not supposed to be doing, (laughs) that's just another thing. But she can wear her pants and then still wears them around the house at home. She can push that big Costco cart and pick up things of toilet paper, but still feel comfortable. Including picking up older gentlemen because she looks so good. She looks so great. Mm Mm-hmm. Pick up a chicken and a boyfriend. (laughs) So this is an ad for Beta Brand, not Costco, ladies and gentlemen. No, sorry. So these are a great last minute gift for the holidays. Here's a tip because this episode is coming out right before Xmas. Go to the website, print out a photo of the pants you're buying for someone or a blazer or a skirt. Fold the piece of paper in half. That way it's a card too and you don't even have to get a card. I mean, we are throwing out the gift-giving tips right now. Or do the box within a box within a box. That's always good. Yeah. Right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when they go to betabrand.com forward slash dateline. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com forward slash dateline. Find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants to pick up men at Costco with by going to betabrand.com forward slash dateline for 25% off. Ooh, I want my beta brand, beta brand, beta brand. I want my beta brand, beta brand, beta, beta brand pants. <laughs> and now tops. 
that was good. Sorry, they have the other. They have they have other items of clothing now, and other items now too. <laughs> Sweaters and tops. Okay. Sweaters and tops. So he only has a few hours to take this photo, David, in his hotel room because Chrissy is meeting with Vince to pay him and to see the photo, the proof of death or whatever. Proof of so death. Yeah. I feel like this is all rushed, and they should have had more time. I don't really understand why it has why they've cut it down to the wire so close, but whatever. It seemed like they would at least have a few days of prep. So David takes some photos. His eyes are open in them. Maybe they told him it'll look more convincing if your eyes are open. And so. so he sends them the photos and then their CSI tech has to Photoshop blood spatter and a gunshot wound. And Dateline prefaces it by saying, it's a rush job, as if to say to the audience of Dateline, please don't judge these photos. Please be kind. But Twitter was not kind. Oh, I know. Twitter was. They, yeah, they, you couldn't be kind. There was no kindness to be had. I have photoshopped two things in my life for this podcast. One was for our Great British Bake Off podcast, and there's a missing berry on the cake, and I photoshopped a cartoon raspberry on top. And it was supposed to look cartoonish and funny. The second thing was I did a picture of Keanu Reeves dodging the Matrix bullet. And then I did a bullet that was a cartoon bullet, like from Super Mario with a smiley face. And they are underwater. Now, I felt like that was a little more realistic than this. Oh, my gosh. How long did those take you, though? Approximately four hours each one. But see, that took you four hours to do that. They had 10 minutes. That's true. But they're professionals. I have never done this before. I had to download special, probably illegal software onto my computer to do it. I feel like they needed to push the appointment. I got to be honest. <laughs> I needed, I think they needed to be like the hitman needed to say, I'm sorry, I have to meet with my dealer or made up something that was weird. Or I have another job come up. I had another job come up. We're going to have to push our meeting to, you know, 6 p.m. They needed Even more time. Even a couple of hours could have made a world of difference. I'm sure these CSI tech guys are very talented. I'm sure they are, but this makes them look terrible. It does. They, re they really, really, I think a couple more hours, they could have nailed it. But it looks like cartoon blood floating down his face. It's not great. It's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to do what they have to make do with what they have. So they send it off to the police and they hope that it's good enough. So this is our final sting. But suddenly Chrissy gets cold feet. She wants to back out of the meeting. I would have said, fine, we need a few more hours to work on this photo. Yes, I know. <laughs> There's your perfect excuse. But Pat has to try to convince her to come. So the detective tells Pat, make her scared of the hitman like she better show up or dot, dot, dot. You know, you don't want to piss off this hitman. So Pat puts the, it is. That is the way to do that. But. Yes. Although it does come kind of come back to bite them a little bit. Like they, you know, later, it does give her a little bit of an excuse later. So Pat says, I put the fear of Jesus or the fear of Vinny in her. So she decides to come. It works. Unmarked cars in the parking lot are like surrounding, ready to swarm the second the deal goes down. Al and Chrissy and Pat show up and Pat says, okay, you guys get in the car. I'm going to go for a walk. He just pieces out and he 
He doesn't want to be in the meeting. He just wants to set up the meeting. It's like, I'm going to go get a coffee. So the detective needs Chris, Chrissy to admit that she's paying for this. So he asks about the life insurance, which again, it's a, I don't, would a hitman ask, where are you getting this money? How much are you getting in life insurance? Would he just care that the money will be there? I don't think he cares where it comes from. I also can't imagine a hitman doing it and not being paid right away. Being like, okay, yeah, we'll touch base in three weeks. No. Right. No, that's not the way this works. Or at least getting half of it, not just 3000 out of 50 It makes no sense. I don't, I, okay. But they don't know it either, so, I mean. Right, no, you're right. He's not expecting the 50 right then. He's, you're right. It's to wait till the life insurance comes. So he's going to be patient to wait for the bureaucracy and the red tape of the life insurance policy to go through. And if it looks suspicious at all, it's going to hold up the life insurance money for quite a while. So what's he doing? Just twiddling his thumbs? Doesn't make sense. So he says, how much are you getting life insurance? And Al says, it's one and a half million. And then this is what we were talking about. I'm sorry. Why is also she getting the life insurance policy before we go to this next part? Why isn't Lonnie getting the life insurance? Why are they so sure that Chrissy's going to get it? Since they still have children that are underage, I guess that's fairly common. People ask that on Twitter as well. And people explain that if you have joint custody, it's not like spousal support, it's child support. So you're insured for future child support in case something happens to your ex, you are still entitled to spousal support. So it's like insuring that money that you'll still get it if something happens to them. Does that make sense? Yes. So- The detective says, I'm just curious why you wanted this done. This is the father of your kids. Now, again, what Katie said was exactly right. This is just so red flag alarming and Al doesn't seem to be concerned with it. But this is now the second time he has brought up wanting to know these personal details. Why? And it's already done at this point. Why is he asking now after it's done? So Chrissy says he beat me. He beat the kids. And Al interrupts her. Al kind of is calling the shots here. And he says, just let me see it. He just wants to see the photo. He's sick of this hitman that asks so many questions. Exactly. Al, wake up. The detective has to show Al, who used to be a cop, who has presumably seen actual dead bodies, the photoshopped photo. Mm -hmm. I would be terrified. But for some reason, Al buys it. Okay. Because Al is 79 years old. (laughs) There we go. He's like, what, that photo's in color now? Yeah, he can barely, he can like, he's kind of looking at it, but he can't really see it because he didn't bring his glasses. (laughs) Yes, someone, someone on Twitter said Al didn't have his readers on it. Yeah, that's what I, that's exactly (laughs) what I mean. So they, they got lucky because he doesn't then want her to see it. He's trying to like protect his daughter from the gore or whatever. And so this is... Because she's such a delicate flower that she can't see the photo. I mean, any other situation, he would have been hosed. But the fact that he's 79 and the fact that he doesn't want her to look at the photo is the only way this could have ever worked. Yeah. Period. No, 100%. So she asks, does it look like an accident? And Vince laughs. And then she says, well, does it look like he was mugged? And Vince says, what? I shot him in the head like you wanted. And she says, okay. 
And Al says, it's done. Okay. Like they're fine with it. Was it supposed to? Was that ever part of the deal? I don't know. She never wanted to meet with the guy before. I don't know. I think Al messed it up. I think Al was supposed to ask the hitman to do that. And Al got cold feet because he felt like he was asking Vinny for too much. And so, and Vinny kept asking questions. I shot him in the head. That's what you wanted. Like Al had specifically said, shoot him in the head. So I don't know. Did she say, I want you to make it look like an accident? I don't know. They didn't meet with the hitman enough times to really discuss. So, and Al could have gotten his signals crossed for sure. So the police at this point swarm and Vince does the right thing. The Vince, AKA the detective says, did you set me up? Which is because he has to act mad that the cops are there. And that was good. Another reason I can't do undercover because I would say, and I was in on it too, suckers. I would blow the whole thing. I get it. I felt really dumb because I kind of thought that was about to happen. I thought that Vince was going to turn around and be like, you're under arrest. That's what happens in the movies. But in real life, they have to act like they're getting arrested too, along with them. I know, but I forgot that. I forgot. And then maybe during the trial, they can finally walk into the courtroom and go, and I was in on it too, suckers. (laughs) You're arrested. Do they say that? They don't. I don't know. I wish they did. I want them to have like a diehard type, you know, when you shoot the bad guy and you say, well, that's, there's your change, sucker. I don't know why I keep saying sucker. Yeah, I'm not, not sure either. <laughs> we might as well say buster. <laughs> there's your change, buster. I I think that you want them to have a Pamela Smart moment. Yes, the cop. I totally What do. did he say? I forgot his he classic goes, line. I've got good news and bad news. The good news is we've solved the case. The bad news is you're under arrest for murder. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how you could forget. He said it 15 times in the shows that we watched. I know. But isn't it kind of great that I forgot? I feel like it's not what he wanted was for me to forget that I forgot. I'm sorry. He is listening right now, and he is so mad that you forgot. He's like, I should be saying it more. I haven't said it enough, I guess. People are forgetting. He goes home and tells his wife, see, honey, I told you I didn't say it enough. I told you. (laughs) I just said at least four more times. When's my next interview? I don't have any more scheduled. Time to write that book that's called I Have Good News and Bad News. Oh, my goodness. So they're all arrested, Al and Kath, Chrissy. Keep on call her Kathy. Wait, also, does Al have a man bun? Unsure. Did you see what I'm talking about? I think his hair is odd. I think maybe he was wearing a hat and they made him take it off. And so it had a big old cowlick in the back. Okay, it's a cowlick then. Because it looked like a little mini rocket pigtail. Boy, I don't know. I don't think so, though. Clear mini rubber bands. I have one of those in my hair right now. I love those. So the police say you're arrested for trying to have someone murdered. And Al says... Who? And the cop goes, what? What do you mean, who? That doesn't even go with what I said. And he says, well, you've got everything figured out. Who? And the cop says, how about your ex-son-in-law? And Al says, well, he should be murdered. Again, this family is not careful or subtle. He is not doing himself any favors. No, that's not what you're supposed to say. No, it's not. You're supposed to say, oh, my God, he was murdered? So Al lawyers up. Chrissy plays dumb and says, wait, so is David alive? Like, so confused. Oh, yeah. 
and the cops won't tell her. We're not at liberty to give you that information. I love that. So she doesn't know. She legitimately doesn't know. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. So at trial, Chrissy blames her father, which I first was like, like she threw him under the bus. But I do feel like he probably instructed her to do that because he's an older gentleman and she he probably thought she should not take the fall for this and be with her kids, you know, and he's going to take the fall. But they have to play it off like it was all his idea. So they're saying he snooped in her laptop and saw the Facebook conversation with Pat about the joke that he made about hiring a hitman and told Chrissy, I want to meet with this Pat fellow that you've been conversing with, but won't tell her why. I want to see if he's good enough for you, for my special angel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is when you, if you're Chrissy, you say, no, dad. You know enough of my friends. I don't think you need to meet this person. But Chrissy's apparently fine with it. So she takes the stand and says she didn't want to meet the hitman, but was pressured into it by Pat. Because Pat did that whole, you don't want to make this guy angry, you know? And make it seem like it was Pat being all forceful. She knew that there was a hitman at this point, And you didn't try to stop it? You're just saying you didn't want to meet with him? You were bullying? Exactly. Which one? Who bullied you into this? And you knew about this the whole time? And okay. So she's she says she was playing along in the recording because she was scared of Vince in the car. She was scared that he would hurt her. But you said, did you make it look like an accident? Did you make it look like he was mugged? It's, yeah, wow. She's saying she never wanted David killed. Okay. So weeks of testimony, which I was surprised it even took that long. It seems very straightforward. The guilty finds Chrissy guilty of two counts of aggravated murder. Al takes a plea deal and died in prison after five years. But here's the huge shocker. Chrissy is going to be out in 2021. That is not enough time. That's a miscarriage of justice to me. That does not feel like enough time for this. That is just not enough time. She doesn't want to come on Dateline, but she writes a letter that says, I was very wrong in my actions and I'm paying dearly. Anyone who has been through a divorce that never ends can understand I was at the end of my rope. By that logic, 50% of all married couples would end in murder. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. I don't, that's not an excuse, Chrissy. Half the people are divorced. What are you talking about? Okay. Chris. Chrissy, what's her name? Is her name Christine? Can I say Christine? I don't know. You've got some growing up to do. She she goes by Chrissy. Of course she does. The funny part is when they're saying these lines that she she wrote, I was like, the first part is great because she's taking responsibility. Right. And then she just ruins it. Right, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a PR apology that someone wrote for her. And then she added the end. I was like, no, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. Yes. 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 Brother. Allie Larder, take note. <laughs> Your apology needed some work. <laughs> so David is nervous that she's getting out and Lonnie's terrified. I would be too. I would absolutely be terrified. I would move and change my name. I would move for sure. Like maybe to Europe. Yeah. Uh, David and Lonnie use their struggles to counsel other couples going what? through 
similar <laughs> struggles? Certainly not similar struggles. Do they mean just going through divorce or going through something like this? I think just marital life hardships like finances and things. Because they can say, it was way worse than happened to us. There was a hit out on his life. So you guys can get through that if we can get through this. All of David's daughters think of Lonnie as their mom, which is so sweet. And Lonnie adopted them. Oh, I love that. Because Chrissy's parental rights are taken away. Thank goodness. So it's very sweet. Then my second, I've had many favorite parts of this episode. This was another favorite part. David says, the best way I can show my thanks to Pat is to show how our family has risen above this. To which Pat says, how about cash? It's exactly what I wrote. I was like, I'm pretty sure that Pat would like a check, but that's cool. No. Pat says, they're a great family. I love that Lonnie adopted those girls. I'm so happy for them. But I still feel like he's thinking, not even a Visa gift card or something? Outback coupons? Nothing? I feel like they should buy him like a car or a bike. A big purchase, like a boat. You know when someone finds your wallet and you offer them money? Or is that just a thing I do? If someone returns my wallet, I would offer them money out of it as a thank you. My phone was returned to me last week. And when Oliver picked it up, he gave the girl money. I see. I think that's nice. I think that's totally nice. And I'm not saying they have to take it, but I think I 100% think they should offer Pat something. Unfortunately, this girl probably stole my phone (laughs) and then decided to return it after she looked at stuff and saw NBC on things, but that's fine. I do think that Dateline may actually have gotten my phone returned to me. What? That's a story. Join Patreon for the story of my stolen phone. I didn't know about this. I knew you broke your phone like a few weeks ago. I saved it. I'm, I saved it for you. I also did not want you to think I was a fool. So, Because I broke my phone and then had my phone stolen within moving to a new state in a few days. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh my God, I can't wait for our Patreon good story. Live, YouTube Live this month. It's going to be awesome. Let's just say there was a FaceTime call with another person in California on the phone with the Pennsylvania police as I'm trying to file a report over like phones going like this. <gasps> oh my God, I'm, I'm so excited. I don't know about any of this. Yeah, you're going to be this really excited. amazing. <laughs> So this episode is dedicated to Stacy F. and Nicole B. Speaking of Patreons, they're Patreons. We love them for it. Thank you so much. They, I believe, founded Captain's Club. Oh, Stacy F. and Nicole B. are the new owners of Captain's Club? Yeah, they bought it and they renovated it and because it used to be really bad, like we were talking about. They've made it like a classy place to be, and it now gets a solid... B plus, sometimes A rating. And it's going to be Stacy and Nikki's or Stacy and Nick's. Does Nicole go by Nick? Yeah. I'm going to say Stace and Nick. Is that too much? Stace and Nick. No, it's cute. I like it. And they each are going to wear cute little captain's hats and like sailor costumes as they're walking around greeting customers at the restaurant. No one's wearing a sailor costume, but they might be wearing a captain hat and an eye patch. (laughs) We really want there to be pirate stuff at the restaurant. So Stacy and Nicole, if you can make that happen, we will come and visit. 
Oh, so Stacy Ann Nix, but the Ann, the ampersand is like an anchor. Cute. So it's Stacy Ann Nix. Stacy Nix. Stacy Nix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain's Club. I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm sure you don't, but I would like that to happen. I'm sure they're much classier than what we're... I know they're probably like doctors and lawyers and we're making I know. Them... I'm sorry, ladies. I'm sorry, yeah. ladies, but I would like that to happen. And if you I guys... I didn't make it up. Kimberly made it up. I had something much more elaborate planned. <laughs> Did you? No, you <laughs> I wanted it to have something to do with the episode for once. So that was the first thing I thought So let's of. give them a new restaurant. You guys have a new venture. It's yours. You don't have to make it pirate themed. We got to let them off the hook. You don't have to wear a captain's hat. It's or like on Bob's Burgers when that friend of his buys the restaurant or like gives him money and then makes it all tiki themed. Oh, yeah, and it's right. all tiki all the time. And there's a pineapple at the door that says Aloha, Aloha, just over and over again. And Bob hates it. That's what we are trying to do to you, Stacey and Nicole. We apologize. Yeah, unintentionally, though. We had good intentions. It just went awry somewhere. Stacey and Nicole, we love you. Thank you, ladies. You're the best. Thank you. Patreon is what keeps the show going, in all honesty. So thank Thank you. Thank you. So B-roll Bonanza. I didn't have much B-roll. I have this one picture of Pat doing this sign. Yes, I saw that. Which I can't think of what's that called. With a ring on it with like a skull eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's sitting out on his porch scrolling through his phone a lot in his B-roll. Yeah, he is. I, was he on Tinder? I don't know what he was doing. We don't get phones a lot in B-roll. So that we was... don't. It makes, they try to keep it more at nature, more simplistic, more classical, homey, old fashioned kind of. Like walking through a town square or walking by a body of water. It's not like mm. technology. Heavy. We're getting extreme wholesomeness from the other two, from the Metters, so, or Medder, Medderses. And so I think that's just, I think that we have to counterbalance that with Pat. We're also getting some footage of American flags on people's houses, which made me immediately go, why is Dateline only in America? Why can't they do international episodes? Because I want to see Mank in Paris and I want to see Andrea in Australia. But we do. Sometimes we go international and it's very exciting. It is. We've gotten a a Canada one with the Mounties. And then there was that Natalie Morales where they were in Cuba. Pink skirt plot. Pink skirt plot. Didn't they go to Israel or did they just talk about it? They talked about Israel. They went to Spain maybe or France. Yeah. So that was one. But there's only been a handful. And then there's that one Canada one that I can think of. It's expensive. Yeah, that's true. But there's great crimes all over, and you know the hosts would love to go. Is it an oxymoron to say great crime? Sorry. Interesting crime? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Special crimes. Fashion police, do you have any? No, Andrea looks stunning. With this hot pink sweater with the cute collar I love. Mm-hmm. She's really good with the collar game. She's got that nailed. She yeah. does a Peter Pan collar. She does great. You're right. Such good collar game. And there was a photo of David wearing an orange bow tie that I thought was kind of cute. I don't think I saw that. It was there was? Cute. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I really just have titles. I was I, my titles are really titles. bad. I don't really have any. I actually don't think I really have any at all. So let's just do Katie's titles this time. What about God Bless Have Fun? It's a terrible, terrible I wrote, thing. God bless, have fun. And I felt like we kind of already covered that. And then I wrote Captain's Club. I wrote it as a do something with this later, Kimberly, <laughs> type thing. And then I never revisited my titles. So I just gave up. Usually I put like ideas for titles. 
and then I revisit them when I'm feeling more creative. I forgot to revisit them. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. It's okay. Mine aren't good. They're just punny. I did. This is not really a title. It's a statement, but that's fine. <laughs> Who's the target? I don't know. Never met her. Because <gasps> his last name was Metter. It's, it's literally the punchline of a joke is what I wrote there. And then I wrote a song. It's not really a song, but Metter. I've never met her. Yeah, matter. You know, when someone goes like ringer, I've never met her. Exactly. It's a uh, Zambore, Zambore, Zambore. Anyways, that was it because I wrote that the minute they said that last name. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was it. Those, this is probably our weakest title episode, but that's okay. I'm sorry. Do I need to repeat? Zambore. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is our most brilliant titles episode ever. I don't know. Never met her. Actually, I just watched Dairy Girls and they play a lot of cranberries in it. So Is it good? Do you like it? I want to watch it again, like the second it was over. I wanted to start it all over again. It's only a few episodes each and there's two seasons. It's probably 12 episodes total or something. How long are the episodes? About half an hour. Like it's short. So laugh out loud funny. So funny. But you have to have the subtitles on. And you have to pay attention because they talk, the jokes come really fast. Come at you, come at you really fast. Well, that's great for watching multiple times. I'm excited. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I'm a huge new fan. So oh, can't wait. Can't thank wait. Thank you, Mike V and everyone else who's recommended the show. Love it. Yay. Speaking of songs, do we want to do an update? Before Twitter? I had like kind of not good Twitter. Oh, whatever Twitter you have, let's do it briefly. Let's do medium Twitter. Maybe it'll take away from the titles. If people are bad on Twitter, then we won't feel bad about titles. Norge Alba said Al must have left his readers at home. That was that joke. Petty wise, the only takeaway from tonight's dateline is beware of grown ass women still calling themselves Chrissy. Oh boy, that's correct. I disagree though. Chrissy Teigen is a personal hero of mine. Oh, that's right. You really like her. What about Chrissy from The Pretenders? Oh yeah, Chrissy Hine. Yeah. What about Chrissy Turlington? That's Christy. So I'm going to give you a pass. Christy Brinkley? Chrissy Br- Christy Brinkley. Christy. These are all Christies. Christy Turlington. Okay, then I only have those two. But the first one's a big one. But I think there's something about this Chrissy that's different than those other Chrissies. Definitely. Than punk rock Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Personal Kimberly hero Chrissy. Yeah. Who's very funny. She's very funny. Data Sand says, Chrissy's an idiot. Everyone knows you contact old high school friends on Facebook for extramarital affairs, not murder. Is that true? We've had that come up before in Dateline. It's happened on Dateline actually several times. We reconnected on Facebook. It was just showing each other pictures of our kids and stuff and what we've been up to. And then it got romantic. And then we started sexting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone's reached out for me from high school because I can't remember my Facebook password either. So I don't know. I haven't been on Facebook in a long time. So in case you're listening and you have reached out multiple times and Katie's ignored you. If you've reached out on any account. Sad. You're no, not ma'am. getting a response. Now it's just nothing. Now it's just the void. Used, it used to be I just didn't open them. Now it's just they're not there. <laughs> they're not there anymore on my stolen phone. Okay, go ahead. Workright.com says... Chrissy doesn't understand jokes. <laughs> that's really, that's, that could be like, describe this episode in the most simplest way. Chrissy doesn't understand a joke. 
Chrissy misses the punchline. Yeah. Bumblebeeb says, a hitman getting judgy seems like a red flag. Yes. 100%. Yes. We could not agree more. And Anna Falk 33 says, when I take a selfie, one is really good and 399 of them look like David's fake death pics. That is absolutely true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And they should have had more time. I don't even know what kind of a face you have to have to be able to take a good selfie. A perfect face? Like super symmetrical? I don't... Or really long arms? Do you just have to have a good long arm? I just think you have to have a certain kind of a face, and we were born too late to have that face. I think that face is only on modern young people. I think it's actually... I disagree. I think it's a skill that you can practice, and we just haven't put in the time to practice in front of the mirror or take 500 selfies and learn what our best angles are. Okay, well, new goals for 2021 because we don't have anything else that's more important to do. So let's selfie a week every day for a week. You send me a selfie and I'll send you one and we'll see, we'll compare at the beginning of the week from Sunday to Sunday and then at the next week and see if we've gotten better at it. Okay. (laughs) Can't wait. So thank you everyone for being with us for... To what might be approximately 200 episodes ish, 200 ish episodes. And please check out Grace's new podcast, the Spooky Kid Podcast. Please give her a five star review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Starting out a podcast is not easy business. No, it's not. We wish her all the best luck in the world. Mm-hmm. Also, thank you for letting us know that it's maybe our 200th episode because honestly, we would not have noticed without you. No. And let's stop avoiding the most important question of the episode. Are you out? You're out. What I'm was it? out. From what? I'm out both. I'm only out one. Really? I'm out Mariah Geddon. I was out Mariah Geddon very quickly, but I am still in Whamageddon. Okay. I'm just happy that you were playing because you're always so vague about it. Here's what my question is. What if you're not paying attention to the songs that are playing? Because I had to go in a place and stand in a line. You're out when you recognize the song. So if it played the whole song and you never rec- it never registered, then you're fine. Because I did feel bad and I felt like I might need to ask the store to see what <laughs> it was playing. Did you play <laughs> it? Um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I, was there. I was just, you. I had to do the, you know, the line where you're a long ways apart from people, like that kind of thing. So I was standing for a long time. But No, can I just say that the funniest thing, the cutest like message that we got was someone who ha- lives in a very small town and went to their post office and went to the counter and said, can you make sure you're not playing Christmas music? Because I'm going to get in the line and I can't hear last Christmas. And the person at the counter goes, of course not, girl. I don't want to be whammed. And they were playing too. How cute is that? That's amazing. Of course not, girl. I don't want to be whammed. All right. That made my week. That's great. I know. People still care. See, we're okay. We're doing okay as yeah. a society if that happened. No. So what happened was I went on Facebook, which I never do. I went on our Facebook page, A Day with Dateline. Almost never do. I do like every couple weeks, honestly, just to check things out and see if there's any messages that are truant that I haven't responded to. And there's lots of truancy on Facebook. So someone had said they wanted me to give a happy Hanukkah message to somebody and the only social media they were on was Facebook. So I had to go on our Facebook page to do it. So I go on to do this social media message for somebody because they're only on 
Facebook, I check my messages and someone sent me a video of themselves getting whammed, saying getting whammed. But of course, I didn't see the getting whammed. The video just starts playing when I open up the message. And it's a listener. I'm sorry. You're out of whamageddon because of one of our listeners. Because I was trying to be nice by doing a nice message for another listener that this listener whammed me by sending a video message of themselves listening to the song in the car, getting whammed. And I will not say this listener's name, but it is Denise. So don't. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote back, well, you just whammed me. So thanks a lot. Haven't heard back from her since then. So she's maybe no longer a listener. She feels too ashamed as she should. Wait a minute. Do I have any power in this contest? I have no power. I mean, I'm wait, just wait. a participant. Do you think you can raise me up from the dead? Like I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't give you another life. <laughs> like Super Mario. Like the golden buzzer. Can I bring you back? Yeah. What I'd like to do is <laughs> to use my save on you. And to hurt Denise somehow. <laughs> I feel like. Can I take the wham for you? I think that I should take it for it's you. It's very nice, but no, you cannot. It's it's done. It happened. I cannot believe that. Yeah. But at least you went out like being super altruist. Like you're this is a very pious out. This is why I say don't help people, especially not during the holidays. You're like a whamageddon saint. <laughs> But I came out very bitter and like never wanting to help anyone ever again. Did you make a mean post about this? You did, didn't you? Was it a little bit too snarky? Because I feel like you were probably mad. It was a screenshot from the Beastie Boys sabotage video. It is sabotage. With the word sabotage across it. Saboteur! <laughs> and, and I didn't, I did not call her out by name. You just did. But I just did. So now you need to send her an apology, something. But it, what was funny was I was talking about on Twitter with the guy who created Mariah Geddon. And he's like, what's her name? Does, is it Jessica? Is it, she, you know, you know, and I it like, is it Jennifer? And I said, it's Shanice um, and with a S-C-H. And then like later on or something, like a few days later, I said, Denise. And he goes, I thought it was Shanice. We've all been giving the side eye to Shanice the whole week. I gave her the stink eye all day yesterday. (laughs) I was like. I'm sorry. Did you also just name drop that you're casually chatting on Twitter with the creator of Mariah Geddon? Who's that? He's not like follower wise. We are. This sounds just worse. It sounds like I'm now worse. Like I'm having pity on him. Like I'm trying to help out his contest, but that's not true. I'm sure he's doing great on his own. He's very funny. I don't want it to compete with Mela Kimber Katie. Is that the one we're doing? Is that the one we went with? Or There's only a couple people that have said they're playing that. Or do we know it's, what about do we know it's Kate Mess? Do we know it's Keith Mess? Do we know it's Kim Mess? Yeah, I think people might still be in on that. So I don't feel like that song plays quite as much. The Do they know it's Christmas? It does play. Does it? Like in the stores and stuff? Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't never go to stores. Is it on TikTok? Because that's how most people are getting out by scrolling through TikTok or Instagram. I don't know if I've I don't know if I've ever been on TikTok, to be honest. I don't I don't understand. TikTok is scary and I'm afraid I'm gonna post something. It's like Snapchat to me. I'm like, <laughs> oh crap. 
Like, I don't know what the buttons are. It's really bad. I don't know. I'm old. Go ahead. I got out a Mariah Geddon also because I was scrolling through Instagram and I wasn't doing what is my number one tip to everyone, which is have your volume off when you're scrolling through social media. But I had raised it to watch something on someone's stories and then forgotten to lower it. I got out from Knox McCoy, who's one of the hosts of the podcast, which is the podcast that I listened to a lot at the beginning and what convinced me to go along with you on doing this podcast. So it's either I can't really blame him because he's kind of one of the reasons this podcast exists. So it sounds like you at least got out in like tremendously good ways. Like yeah, those I are don't good outs. It's not like you were at Walgreens and not had your headphones in or took your headphones out to take a call from your mom and then heard the song. That would have killed you. That would have been the end. I mean, I can blame Denise, but I can't blame my mom. That's I don't want to bridge that divide. I don't want to divide between us like that. We can't blame Denise. Denise, it's it's very funny that Denise did that. Denise, you had to know what you were doing. I think that she probably didn't think that counted. How how would that not count? But I think that's obviously because that I feel like I could very easily do something like that. I feel you, Denise. It's okay. We'll get through this. We're going to rebuild our trust somehow because the most important part of a relationship is trust, Denise. And we'll get there. Don't worry. Buy one of Kimberly's cross stitches. <laughs> and then we're even... <laughs> It just says, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, you're out on Mariah. I'm out of Mariah. Okay. And which, how how that, did you say how that, how that was? No, it was not exciting. Okay. I think I was at Lowe's. Okay. Because I had to buy weather stripping. (laughs) Because my house is broken. That's such an adult thing. The entire house. So yeah, I was buying like weather stripping and primer. (laughs) Yeah. That's such an adult way to get out of a childish game. Yeah, it just is not exciting. Hi. Hi, Danny. Danny's joined the podcast and we got to go. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. And everybody who celebrates Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everyone else, happy holidays. Happy end of Hanukkah, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you for letting us take off last week. It was very helpful. Greatly appreciate that. We got to take a break sometimes just to regroup. Yeah. So much appreciated. Reinvigor and check us out on Patreon because we're doing 90 Day Hooray! Yes, we're covering 90 Day Fiance. We just finished Amazing Race, which today I just posted with Kim from People Are Wild and Jody from Reality TV. And Katie and I have posted our first episode of 90 Day Fiance, which was so fun. The couples are crazy. The second episode will be up by the time this episode comes out. So we are it's the beginning of a very long season and we are going to have a lot of fun with it. Oh, my. Check it out. And thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We got to 200 episodes. That's crazy. It's all because of you guys. We did it. Thank you. Cannon, confetti, explosion. Malaka Kimber Katie is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the Dateline greeting that we send to you. For the land where murderers lay. (laughs) Did it. It's great. I feel like it should have had murder in there somewhere. If I sing Mariah Carey, I don't want the song, then are people out? Covers don't count. Only the original. And like I could ever cover that. Let's get real. (laughs) Let's get real. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you.
And sorry, just what? blanking it. Just making sure that 10% is actually five out of 50. Because I would hate to, uh, for us to feel dumb. Oh, I think people would expect that. I think they do. And the fact that I have to check, double check our work. Um, yeah. <laughs> it makes us sound even dumber. There are slices of French toast here. That looks delicious. Do you remember remember when French toast? Can you see that? Mm-hmm. I would love to go to a restaurant. Oh, you I'm could make so French excited toast at home. for when this is over. What? You could make French toast at home. I can, but it's not going to look like that. You can do delivery for Denny's on Postmates and stuff. It's cheap. Denny's Denny's French toast, though. It's better than nothing. True. 